Welcome to the Freelance Indexer Exchange. I'm Michelle Giuliano, and I'd like to start a conversation with you about indexing. I sometimes find the business of freelancing lonely and isolating. How about you? Do you ever wonder whether it has to be this way? So let's talk about the hard stuff, because we can do better together. Here we are together again for episode 10. Wow, it's hard to believe that this is the 10th episode of the Freelance Indexer Exchange. We are more than halfway through the first season, and I hope you have found some of these episodes to be helpful. Today we're going to talk about something practical, how to prepare to network at a virtual conference. This year's American Society for Indexing Conference will be held virtually for the third time since 2020, this Friday and Saturday, April 28th and 29th. There is still time to register, and I'll drop a link in the show notes. While there isn't as much prep work to do for a virtual conference as there is for an in-person one, there are still some steps you can do ahead of time to make sure you're ready to make connections. And if you're not attending this conference, please know that any of these suggestions can help you prepare for a client meeting via Zoom or other webinars and workshops. You can even apply some of these tips to in-person meetings. ASI is using Zoom to host their conference, and in the show notes, I'm going to provide links to some support pages on Zoom's website that will help you prepare. Since Zoom is a very popular platform for conferences and webinars, I won't be listing links for other kinds of platforms. But if you find that you'll be attending a webinar or conference hosted on a different platform, send me a note through the exchange box. I'll do the necessary research to find similar information for the requested platform and add them to the show notes. That way, other people will have access to them in the future. As always, remember, we're better together. None of these links are affiliate links. I'm putting them in the show notes to make things easier for everyone. So what steps should you be taking to prepare for networking at ASI's conference on Friday or any other virtual conference? Let's start with general preparation. Decide where you want to view the conference from. I'll be viewing the conference from my office. I have an Ethernet connection there, so I don't need to rely on my home's Wi-Fi. Just one less thing to worry about. Of course, there's the internet connection to worry about, but for me, that's much more stable than Wi-Fi. Also, I can close my office door. If I choose to attend the conference from my kitchen table, I'll have one of my kids walking back and forth, and there are dogs running around, and well, you know, it's inevitable. I'll be disturbed, or the dogs will start barking. Some of you might have acquired a house during the day than me, and you might not have internet issues. Then you can do this from anywhere in your house or apartment. Since I'm also presenting at the conference, my setting is important because I'll be on camera some of the time. I still might have a dog or two coming in or out of the office, but they view my office as a sleep zone. They won't be disruptive there. But in the kitchen or living room, well, all the bets are off in in those rooms. Once you decide where you'll be watching from, Test out the computer you're using to make sure your headphones work and the camera works. Do a test run with a friend if you don't use Zoom often. Your camera isn't a big deal if you don't plan to do any networking during the coffee hour or virtual happy hour, but if you do plan to network, people will appreciate seeing your face during those times. Remember, it's easy to sign up for a free Zoom account, so it's easy to practice with your friends. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes for that. If everything is ready to go, you won't want to miss a thing due to a technology glitch. Again, because I'm presenting, I have a backup microphone. Of course I do. That's what I'm recording this podcast on. 
but it might not be a bad idea for you to keep a pair of earbuds handy, even if they're the type that you have to plug in, just in case. While laptops have built-in microphones and speakers, not all desktops do. It's always great to have a backup plan. Finally, will the area you're zooming from have a neat and tidy appearance when you're logged in? That is, is there any distracting things in the background? Next, decide what to wear. Obviously, wear something comfortable. But remember, if you want to network, consider how you'll look on camera. You, of course, can wear something unusual. Wearing a vintage concert t-shirt of your favorite band is always a good icebreaker. But wearing a pretty scarf, necklace, or an interesting tie can have the same effect. I know a lot of people say you can wear whatever you want for your bottoms, but I tend to do the whole outfit. I never know if I'm going to have to stand up and take out the dogs, or for that matter, I might decide to stand up for part of the conference or during the breakout sessions. The A-size conference is two days, so you'll have to plan your outfit times two. Now let's move on to how to prepare specifically for networking. There are a number of things you can do beforehand. A day or two before the conference, log into your Zoom account. If you don't have one, again, set one up for free. I'll put a link in the show notes. After you sign in or sign up for that account, you'll want to make sure your name appears exactly how you want it to. It just doesn't have to be your first name. At this conference, my name will appear as Michelle Giuliano with a dash indexer from Aetna, New Hampshire. If I was at a conference for editors, I might be a little more specific with something like Michelle Giuliano, science and medicine indexer. There's a link in the show notes to the Zoom support page that describes exactly how to do this. It's easy, but definitely something you want to do ahead of time so you're not scrambling at the last minute. You can assign your pronouns in the profile section as well. Let me ask, do you have a profile photo? By all means, add one if you don't. It's a nice way for others to see a photo of you if you don't have your video on during a presentation. My photo is of myself and my horse. I mean, this is a conference where we're trying to be friendly and make genuine connections. So I don't feel like I have to have a a corporate-like photo. By all means, do you have a photo that you feel comfortable with. Now's a good time to also think about how you will prefer to connect with them when you meet them at this virtual conference. Do you like to connect via LinkedIn, email, texting, Instagram? And think about the different ways people might want to connect with you. Again, LinkedIn, email, texting, Instagram. To make it easy on yourself, create a Word doc now with the links to the different ways people can connect with you. For example, you can have your LinkedIn link listed, your Instagram name, your email, your phone number, anything that's easy to post in the chat box if someone makes a request. It will take you just a second to copy and paste, but longer to look up. And there's also something called Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E. This is a free app, and I'll put it in the show notes. This is going to be my longest show notes episode ever. It'll um, show you that you can make an account with your photo and links to all your different social media channels and your website. You can have one for your Instagram account, your LinkedIn account, your website, etc. My Linktree account has my podcast and my website. From my website, you can get to my LinkedIn account and my Instagram account. But now I'm realizing I should probably make it easy for people to want who want to connect and share that information directly on Linktree rather than have people click through to my website. Some marketers will say that I should be directing people to my website only, but I think this is one of those cases that can go either way. The end result is you should have these links handy to cut and paste if people request your information. Now let's think about actually networking for a minute. 
A little prep goes a long way toward making meaningful connections at the meeting. Now let's think about your networking goals. If you want to connect with people at this meeting, what kind of people do you want to connect with? What kind of goals do you have? By defining your goals, you're going to help direct yourself to the exact kind of people you want to connect with. Let's say you're a relatively new indexer. Your main goal might be to find people who can provide support for you in this stage of your career. So you might be on the outlook for very different kinds of indexers. You might want a more experienced indexer who has who might offer potential mentoring or a coaching situation. You will also want to look for new indexers that you can bond with and share the experience of growing your business. You might want to consider indexers who are within an hour of you or two hours. Local indexers can be amazing resources for anyone. If you're looking for local indexers, this is a great time to make sure that your networking profile name has where you're located in. That makes it so much easier for people to say, hey, you're in the next town over from me. But if you don't have your location in your um, profile name, they'll never know about that. Let's say you're an indexer looking to branch out a scholarly indexing. You want to move beyond that and add other types of indexing to your profile. You might want to connect with people who say they do a lot of textbook or tradebook indexing. You might be able to share information and trade tidbits on how to do scholarly indexing because they might want to get into that. They might want to branch into that and because they want something different just like you. So that's a great way to make a connection. You might want to find indexers who are in different subject specialties than you that, but you also have a deep background in there, but don't currently index in it. This is a great way to expand your indexing repertoire. And they might mutually feel the same way about you because you have a specialty that they're interested in. Let's say you're an indexer who has more jobs than you can possibly do. Maybe you're thinking about hiring some subcontractors and you want to connect with indexers who are currently working within your subject specialties and are looking for more work. You might want to consider connecting with newish indexers who are looking for learning opportunities. You also might want to consider indexers who are close to retirement. They might want to only take on a few projects a year, but don't want to deal with marketing or invoicing anymore. They're a great connection, and you're offering them something, and they're offering you something. This is a great way to network. Are you thinking of expanding your services? Then look for other indexers who mention that they do some editing or proofreading. You can bond over how different this is than just offering indexing. You're, that's a different kind of subtype of a freelance indexer. And by those um, mutual shared interests, you're building a connection. So I'm sure you're starting to get the idea. By understanding what you're looking for, you can reach out to these different types of indexers in the chat box, during coffee hour, and the virtual happy hour. You have a goal and you're you've defined how you can achieve that goal. Make sure you type into your Word document what you're looking for as a reminder to yourself. And that's the same document that you have the links on how people can connect to you. So that's gonna be open on your screen while you're attending the conference as a great reminder document. Obviously, you can have more than one type of goal, but there's not a lot of built-in um, socializing at this conference. There aren't a ton of breakout rooms listed on the schedule beyond the indexing software rooms, so keep it simple. You're more likely to make some connections that you're seeking if you do keep it simple. 
Even if you just come away with two or three contacts or connections, that's enough to get the ball rolling. Now that you've brainstormed about what you're looking for, think about what you have to offer to other indexers. In other words, can you answer the question, how can I help other indexers? By knowing what you can offer, you can connect with people who need something you're willing to offer. Maybe you have some extra time and you're willing to take a new indexer under your wing or you're willing to offer paid coaching services. Maybe you want people to know that you're willing to write a blog post about one of the presentations. If a presenter you know, mentions a need that they have, maybe you should connect with them. I have always found presenters to be very approachable. Thinking about what you can offer goes a long way in making new connections. Now let's move on to what to do before you log into a meeting. So it's now the day of the meeting, the day of the conference. And here's a few things that you should make sure you have as you get ready to log in. Do you have your preferred water or drink candy? I usually like to have a cup of tea and water. And if you're not much into wearing something distinctive, that could be a conversation starter. Maybe having your favorite unique mug filled with your preferred beverage is a great icebreaker. Also, do a quick check to make sure your background is organized. Do you have your Word document open so you can quickly and easily send links to people requesting them? Make sure you turn off or mute your cell phone when you're going to actually be networking and interacting with other attendees so it's not a distraction. And remember, you don't have to share your video if you don't want to when you're attending a presentation. Your profile photo can be shared instead. If your profile photo isn't showing, check out the show notes because I'll have a link from Zoom support that explain how to troubleshoot this. Okay, that's all I have. I hope you have found all of this helpful and that you have a great conference, whether it's at ASI or any other virtual conference or webinar in the future. Remember, a little prep goes a long way to connecting with people easily. And tune in next week when we talk about how to follow up with your new connections after the conference. And now it's time for the See Also segment where I point out a useful tip or something related to the episode's main segment, but not directly. Today, I'd like to point you in the direction of a great book available as a hard copy in Kindle form or PDF form. It's called Networking for Freelance Editors Workbook, and it's by Brittany Dowdle and Linda Ruggieri. Even though it's a book directed at freelance editors, everything they have to say in their book is relatable to indexers. I will put a link in the show notes on how to buy directly from the authors. They provide worksheets that can help any freelancer improve their networking skills and strategies. I especially like how they explain networking as being about connections with other indexers and clients, or in the case of this book, they actually talk about editors. Specifically, they define networking as behavior that builds a web of mutually beneficial relationships. How about that? If you have found networking hard, unwieldy, or uncomfortable, or you just don't know where to start or how to incorporate it into your business, this book is for you. It breaks it down and makes it easy and approachable. It's full of advice and worksheets on how to make networking work for you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freelance Indexer Exchange. Until next Monday, be well and do well, and happy indexing. Happy indexing.